Hello, this is Shmuel Tenenhaus from the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast, doing a terrible accent, wishing you all a happy day, and welcome to the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. I am Shmuel Tenenhaus. This is my podcast. Hello, everybody. It's been a little while. Uh, we'll dive right in, and I have a theoretical question to ask everybody, and that is, if somebody is making a chalant, and one of the things that they add into their chalant is fluorescent beans. My question is, does this qualify as gaslighting? The On Sunday, actually, we went to the Zoo Miami. There's about two days in the year where you can go to the zoo and walk around and not have a heat stroke. Sunday was one of those days. And I love the zoo. I always love the zoo. Uh, it rhymes with Jew, a Jew at the zoo. I, when I'm at there, I feel very Zoo-ish and Jewish at the same time. But my biggest complaint with the zoo is the animals are kind of lazy. They're not that into it. They've been there for a long time. There's no motivation, stock options. And I did go complain to the box office and say, can we get a free popcorn, something? The lions were sleeping. The tigers were sleeping. The bear just just didn't look interested. He just looked completely checked out. Uh, there was a couple animals awake. Uh, I think it was around feeding time for them. <clears throat> Not a lot bothers me these days, but I am incensed over the fact that now if we want to park by the shoal where I live, uh, the first 40 or so parking spots have now become a Tesla parking lot. Essentially, it's only for electrical vehicles. It's not just Tesla, by the way. It has to be an EV. So uh, this morning, for example, I go to Shachris and there's a knock at my window and the security says, hey guys, dude, this is the, you know, you have to have an electric vehicle to park here. I'm like, where am I supposed to park this minivan? It, it's not electric. I mean, it does use some electricity. And he's like, and yeah, it's not my problem. We are a very progressive shoal. We only want electric vehicles here, go find street parking somewhere else. I don't think this is uh, the way that Yiddishkeit was intended to be. I just have to say this. Uh, last week, this was about an hour before Shabbos. I get a text, a WhatsApp text, of course, from my children's school announcing who was the hachi of the week. And they announced there were two kids who were the hachis. Hachis, plural. plural. Neither of the hachis mentioned were my children. So essentially what's happening is it's an hour before Shabbos. I'm rushing, trying to figure out how to insert a shower into the schedule there, get my toilet paper cut, set up the candles, pretend like I'm contributing to what's going on in the house, and the school is letting me know that there are great kids in our school. Some of them are exemplary. Your child is not one of them. Why can't you just send the text to the parents whose children were the hachi? Like, why do I need to know an hour before Shabbos that our school has many children and there are a few that we need to name who we're especially happy to have, but it ain't your kids. I want to talk about a little about 
how confusing it is to be a from male. We've talked in this podcast, as you know, the tagline of this podcast is the from hustle is real. And this is something which is very confusing for me. It has caused a lot of trauma. And I wonder if I'm alone or there are many from men or people who identify as from men, meaning they're, they're men, but they identify as being from. By the way, my pronoun, my preferred pronoun is Shagitz. So there are men who are from, and this has just been my experience. So here, here's what I mean. For your first part of your life prior to you getting married, there's just instilled in the air and in the water and in the environment, the yeshiva walls from your parents, the idea is do not marry a shiksa. Everything we're doing right now in life is just, just make sure that you just don't marry that shiksa. The school, the yeshiva system, the kosher, everything. Even the, 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 the no goyish music, it's all that. So basically, we, we do our thing. We, we, we get married somehow. We make it to the finish line a little bruised. We get married. It's all good. Okay? We avoided marrying a shiksa. But then you're sitting with your wife a few months after getting married and she looks you in the eyes and she says, you know, we need to, we need to get a shiksa. And you're like, what? You're like, yeah, I think we should get a, a shiksa. I mean, I don't know necessarily if we need a full-time shiksa, but we need, you know, at least a couple times a week, a shiksa should come visit the house. I mean, if I'm not home, you will open the door for her. You'll, <clears throat> you'll show her what to do. And again, it's, it's just a little of a head scratcher because you're like, wait a second. I thought shiksas were bad. And then your wife, finally you get a shiksa and your, your wife is, is not satisfied with the shiksa situation. She says, yeah, I, I think we need a second shiksa. So you're like, whoa, two shiksas now, one during the week, and then I get another shiksa coming on Shabbos. That's a lot of shiksas. And then there's another thing where you're, you're like, this is going to be a lot of money to just have so many shiksas around. And your wife is like, it's, it's not, I mean, what are you paying now? 20, how much is the going rate for a shiksa today? $20 an hour? And again, somebody who's not married knows a little about the world. $20 an hour with a shiksa sounds, sounds pretty inexpensive, but she wants it. And like, and she also, like her biggest dream is that when you go on vacation, if you can afford a, a vacation, you want to take the shiksa with you. Or if you have so much money, you can have a shiksa come live with you in the house. Imi baboyas. So you're like, wait, wait a second. This is contrary to everything that I learned growing up. So uh, in a previous uh, last show, a very diligent listener uh, left me a voice note and he told me he was just disappointed by the lack of ads and more importantly, the promotions on other websites. Uh, The codes that I was giving out, the discounts for the Shmuel House podcast listeners. So... uh, we went out and got a couple of advertisers. So this is the first paid ad for this podcast. Do you shop on the internet? Does your internal system release serotonin when a package arrives at your doorstep? Do you open the door a few times each day to check if your Amazon order has been delivered? Well, today I wanted to tell you about the other part of the internet. Did you know you can buy stuff online 
outside of Amazon? It's true. I, Shmuel Tenenos, the Shmuel Tenenos podcast, have tested this myself. Other websites have figured it out. Now, this ad is sponsored by every single merchant on the internet, excluding Amazon. They have a message for Shmuel Tenenos podcast listeners. Their message is, we want your business. We know that whatever we are selling, you can buy on Amazon too. We are also aware of the fact that the price on Amazon is cheaper, their shipping is quicker, and their customer support is much better. We get it. In fact, we buy all of our own stuff on Amazon too, but we also want some attention. So listeners, you can get $20 off your first order on anywhere else on the internet. So visit any single website on the internet that sells something. Use the promotion code, the Shmuel Tenenos Podcast, and you will get $20 off your first purchase. Continuing on. So uh, I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I attended the Chosen Comedy Festival in Miami. That was a Jewish comedy festival. There were two things I failed to mention when reviewing the experience. Number one, I felt terrible for a comic who was clearly not in tune with the from Florida audience because at some point she injected something in her routine saying, we should just ban all guns. And all of a sudden, the mood in the room just changed. And at that moment, I was honestly worried that somebody from the audience would get up and shoot this comic. Nobody shot her, obviously, because it was a nice from Florida crowd. This is like, this is equivalent to a comic getting up in New York or California and getting up there on stage and going, yo, everyone, what, what's the deal with, with food and oxygen? We just got to do away with that. You know, people can overeat and get sick and some people could just breathe in too much oxygen. It's just not good for everyone. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to call out at the event, from the event, is that Matisio sang. Now, as you know, Matisio has made transitions during his life, and now he's completely not from. I mean, maybe deep down in his heart he's from, but he's singing all the songs that we are familiar with, and he sounds, if you close your eyes, he sounds exactly like Matis, but he doesn't look like Matis. It's almost like uh, but not necessarily that because clearly no, no connection to Esav, God forbid, but that's kind of the thing. So it was a very trippy experience because you have somebody who's singing very familiar songs but who looks completely different. Now, a few things to mention on this is, number one, just goes to show you that music is very much from the soul, that if you close your eyes and you don't look at physical appearances, it sounds exactly the same. And so music is coming from a much deeper place than somebody's superficialities. And I also think that for all the from people out there who feel and who are pounding the table now with their fist, and if they don't have a, if their arm got chopped off in a blender, they're just banging the table now with their elbow furiously. I want to say this, you're very upset and you feel offended that Matisio was from for a bunch of years and now he's not from. 
And you supported him because you watched a clip of his on Jimmy Kimmel, and now you got him one view on YouTube, and you really were the one who made his career happen because you watched a video of his on YouTube. So just a reminder about the fact that Matisio did not even grow up from. Basically, he grew up non-from. And then at some point in time, he somehow became from. Now he's less from, but he's just basically the way he was when he grew up. So it's not like somebody who was born from and was like, yeah, I hate this whole institution. It was somebody who grew up and was like, I don't know this institution. Hey, this is a cool institution. I'll check this institution out. Nah, it's a little crazy, this institution. I want to go back to the other institution I was when I was, was growing up. So I think everybody should give uh, Matis a break if anybody uh, harbors any resentment. And by the way, I did send him a message on Inst- Instagram with, uh, by having, uh, inviting him on the Shmuel House podcast. Uh, I don't know if he took me and my 88 or 89 followers. I stand corrected. 89 followers on Instagram. I don't know if he looked at that and, and took it seriously. I've yet to hear back from him. If you do know uh, Matis, if you give him a shout out and let him know that we want him here big time on the Shmuel Tenhouse podcast. Great music. Uh, he also, uh, just because of his transition, his lifestyle, he did change the song One Day to One J, which I personally support. In... A, in the last episode, I actually touched on Nittelnacht. It's actually, for those who are very astute, a Hayyam uh, I think, for today or tomorrow. And I left everybody hanging, in, in my opinion, because I started to talk about Nittel, but I really didn't get into it. And all I want to say here is that I think, in addition, everybody plays chess, but not everybody likes to play chess. Like for me, I like to play simple games, not strategy like Settlers of Katten and chess, chess that involve basically thinking. I, if you want to give me a tic-tac-toe or, yeah, pretty much it's, um, or go fish. Those two things, I'm, I'm down at any, at any time. Um, or you can play paper football on a table, try to push it, get some field goals. That that Those are my, my go-to games. But I do think that, for those who are not into chess, there ought to be things that people should be able to do on Nittel that don't involve learning. And so I created a little mnemonic for you, uh, a poem of sorts, very short, of other things, alternative things that you can do on Nittel. So, and uh, the, basically, the way to remember this is on Nittel, you should be able to do anything that rhymes with Nittel. So, on Nittel, you can call your friend Gittel. You, could, you can wish her a good kvittel. You could put on your kittel. You can say your kapitel. You can steam your Shabbos hittel. And then, obviously, you can work on being bittel. Those are the things you can do. Now, if you do all those things and there's still time left, we can extend it a little further, is you can text your friend Michel. You can chew on a kichel. And you go to sh- Target and shop for a new tichel. But, but that's it. Th- that's where we draw the line. Now, a, I've been wanting to share some Shalom Bias hacks. I do have a new one for you that comes came to me unexpectedly, but there's no looking back now. It worked. So, and this is for men out there, and this is for wives out there too. You're very welcome, all the wives out there, in advance. 
for this topic that I'm about to broach. And yes, if you want to call me brave, that's your prerogative, but I'll take it. So the other day, my wife was very excited. She told me that she was going to wax my nose. So because I'm a male, which means I'm really not thinking through of anything, I thought that she was going to wax the exterior of my nose, like on my nose. Occasionally, I'll get a tiny little hair. So I thought that is what she was going to wax, but no. Stuff goes into the microwave, all the waxing stuff, and then I discover that what my wife meant about waxing my nose were the insides of my nostrils. And so she proceeded to put the stuff into the inside of my nostrils and yank it out and pull out a bunch of stuff from my nose. All I can tell you is when we were done, my wife looked at me like she has never looked at me before, like with complete love, almost as much love as she 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 looked at me with the time that I cleaned the toilets. But I think this is on a whole complete level. So on a personal level, I can tell you there was a bunch of hair that came out. I am now feeling a lot lighter, like I've been able to run a few more extra miles um, and I feel in general having a lot more energy. The second thing is because my nostrils are now completely waxed, when I look at myself in the mirror, it looks like I have four eyes because I have two eyes up on top, but now these nostrils look nice and clear. Uh, so they actually look more like eye sockets. So four eyes, two of them are just sockets. Two of them actually have eyeballs in it. Now, the reason why this is a great Sean Bias hack is because when my wife looks at me, whenever I leave the house or I come into the house, she does a quick scan. It takes about a half a second. And during that scan, she identifies about the you know 30,000 or so things she would correct uh, about me if given the opportunity. Now, one of those things, or maybe two of those things, were each nostril, which was just annoying her because I was, you know— Ashamed to say this, but growing hair out of my nostril. And this is not a new thing that happened to me when I turned 40, but this is must be going on, you know, since I first met her, which is 13, 14 years ago. So now the amazing hack is that for pain for about one minute, I was now able to rectify something that has annoyed, annoyed my wife since she met me. And so, guys, if you're listening to this, it's time to do it. Wives, if you're listening to this, you have an opening. Speak to my wife. She'll tell you what sort of wax kit she got. And there, there's, there's the future ahead of us is so bright. You never thought that you'd be looking at your husband with wax nostrils. Neither did my wife. But now she is the proud spouse of a husband with waxed nostrils. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to give a little... Uh, mention to the fact that uh, this is to anybody who I know, if I'm asking you to send me a picture of something that happened or like you went somewhere and I'm saying, can you send you a picture? I don't mean you should send me your entire camera roll. I'm very proud of you that you have a lot of stuff and you have the bandwidth on your phone or whatever Wi-Fi connection you have to send me a lot of stuff at a time. But when I said send me a picture, I meant singular picture one picture or one video, but not, again, not everything. You don't have to give me everything. Uh, the other day, actually it was yesterday, I was having a particularly hard day. And the reason for that 
I discovered late last evening is because I have a friend of mine who lives on the other side of the country. And when I'm feeling happy, he's feeling down. When he's feeling down, I'm feeling happy. It's just a yin-yang thing. And it's great because we're able to cheer each other up when one of us is having a bad day. Now, yesterday I was having a very hard day, and I didn't know why. But then I remembered that this friend of mine who's the yang to my ying or the ying to my yang went on a vacation, and he went skiing. So he was having a great time. So if he's having a great time, and neither of us could be happy at the same time, so his going on vacation was ultimately what put me in a bad mood. Now, am I upset at him? No, he's got to take a vacation now. I wish he would have told me in advance, hey, I'm going to go on a vacation. I'm going to be doing great. When that happens, you're going to be feeling really poorly. But at least I would know in advance. But uh, that's what happened. Okay, we have one more uh, ad read, and then we'll get, uh, get back into it. Here we go. Do you, and, and by the way, thank you always for our sponsors for coming through. It really helps, one, the content of our show. Our, my listeners are extremely cheap, and so they love getting discounts to wherever you can give them discounts. Do you love sweet things? Do you enjoy a sugar rush that can put you in the hospital? Today, I want to talk to you about Sweet Expressions, the candy and ice cream store in Crown Heights. On a recent poll that was done, 74% of Crown Heights residents said they would get up and move if Sweet Expressions would ever decide to shut down. If your health is not important, we have just the thing for you here at Sweet Expressions. Introducing the Peanut Chew Lotus Cookies and Cream with Brittle Extra Large Milkshake. This is no ordinary milkshake. What comes in this fantastic new milkshake of ours is two scoops of hard ice cream, three scoops of soft ice cream, any flavor, two full sticks of butter, a full canister of whipped cream. There's hot chocolate melted on top, half a bottle of maple syrup, we just empty it right on top, four shots of espresso to keep you going, two shots of tequila with Viennese crunch and gummies on top. Plus, we give you a private Hatzala priority number in case, again, you feel like you're uh, about to go into shock. Fans of the Shmuel Tenelis podcast, take $5 off the Peanut Chew Lotus Cookies and Cream with Brittle Extra Large Milkshake by using coupon code the Shmuel Tenenhaus podcast. And now we are right back where we started, which is essentially nowhere, but I'll try my best to navigate. Okay, this, po- this, this next topic is something that I'm hoping a lot of the men and women out there can relate to, and that is, I have a friend of mine who has an extremely loving wife. Like she can make him a birthday party and whip up pastas and pizza. Very nice. She has also told me that she is a compassionate person. And I've seen this and witnessed this firsthand. However, and there's a big however here. When my friend, who's the husband, gets sick, which does happen a couple times a year, 
his spouse is actually triggered. And when he shared his experience to me, I was triggered from his being triggered because I know sometimes when I get sick, my wife, who is the most wonderful, sweetest person in the world, also gets triggered by the fact that I get sick. Now, some potential theories and uh, maybe we'll explain to you men out there why it is that your wife, who loves you so much, if you get sick, that compassionate button gets turned off and that trigger button goes way up. One, she is looking at you when you're sick and coughing because you have a small cough and you think that you're about to die. She is looking at you like you are a pathetic man. There's a lot of kids running around and now, in addition to all the kids that your wife has to take care of, she now has to take care of one more child, an adult child, who is very sad that his throat is hurting, is refusing to take medicine or drink tea, and just wants to tough, tough it out by being very sick in his bed. With my wife, it's a, it's a similar thing where my wife just doesn't like this in-between six stage. She wants to know, are you getting better? When are you getting better? And if you're not getting better, how much is our life insurance policy? And, you know, is it her name? Is there people she needs to speak to? But there's no middle ground. Like, again, I feel like we're... If, if somebody has to be hospitalized, I think the compassion would come back in, but just stomp to lay there like a, like a wretched human being? I, I don't think it is. By the way, I should mention that my friend and his wife, who have spoken to them both about this in depth because it is a fascinating topic, she has told me that she observed her grandparents, who are also extremely kind people, that for whatever reason, when her grandfather would get sick, her grandmother would get literally angry. So when I say before triggered, I just mean angry. And I do have a theory as to why it is that when a husband gets sick, barring if he has to go to the hospital, anything else up until there will really set the woman off to a point where she's just gonna get angry or ticked and annoyed at her husband. First of, first of all, the fact is that women are much tougher than men. Like I mentioned before, it hurt when I got my, my, my nose waxed. God knows the things that the women have to go through, including childbirth, and they do it without a problem. So they have a much higher tolerance of pain. So first of all, they see us limping around and complaining. They know that they'd be able to rough it out without a problem. The real thing behind this I posit, is that I think naturally men, our role is supposedly to be the protector. Wives are supposed to take care of everything else. And the husbands have one thing to do, and they just make sure everybody is safe from external attacks. Or if you have mice or cockroaches in the house, that would be an internal attack. 
So you have to fend off the critters. Now, when a husband is sick, that means that not only does the wife have to do everything, and not only is the husband now not protecting everyone, but from a nature perspective, the husband is actually making everybody be in a more dangerous situation because now the wife is foraging through the forest and she's got her kids with her and now the husband is just lame and blood is coming out of his arm and basically there's a trail of blood linking or or, or pointing to exactly where the husband is laying. So you're not only not protecting the family now, you're basically attracting other species who are looking to prey on the vulnerable. So I don't want to just highlight this. And again, I'm very curious if your wife gets angry at you when you're not feeling well. But I do have a solution that I want to share. And that is, I think we ought to create a beaker chaylem for men. And essentially what this is, is, is when a from husband is not feeling well, and could be if he's not from, that's okay too. If he's not feeling well, what you do is you call the from Biker Chaylam. And it's Biker Chaylam for men, a couple of guys show up. Think about it like Hatzola, but for emotional support. So one guy will come over and he can read the husband a Rebbe story. Because remember, the wife has no patience to deal with what she refers to another sick child or another child. So one guy could read a story. Another guy could go bring the not well father, Negovasser. Another guy who can't cook. This is not a meal train because that's what the women do, something of, of substance. But the guy could come and fill up like either instant oatmeal or a tradition soup. Or maybe you can order something for Uber Eats. Another guy could come in and straighten the pillow and uh, just say, yeah, I know how bad it is and I know how sick that you feel, just to, to validate some of, you know, the, some of the, the feelings that the husband has that he's not feeling well and his, his wife doesn't care because it's been already two weeks and she's, she's kind of losing patience. She just wants to know, like, like, I've been helping you the first day and the second day, but now two weeks have gone by and you're still kind of, eh, I don't feel well. Time to get better. So uh, so that's the that's the idea, Bikr Chaylam for men. Again, I'm curious to hear about your own experiences and uh, what you think about uh, this fine solution that I proposed. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. We have some great guests planned for you in future episodes, maybe next week. Thank you.